Under the new rules, large food and drink businesses in England with 250 or more employees must display the calorie information of non-prepacked food and soft drinks. This has recently caused a lot of controversy. So today I want to go through the pros and the cons and share my thoughts on the situation. So let's dive into the pros first. Number one is that information is power. I do think it's important that we gather as much information as possible. What we've got to recognize here is that whether we like it or not, food does contain calories. So whether it's on the menu or whether it's not, it doesn't change the fundamental fact that when you're consuming a certain food, you're going to be intaking a certain amount of calories. And although calories aren't necessarily everything, I do believe it's quite a universal metric that most people understand. And we know that calorie balance is important when it comes to the equation of weight loss or weight gain. So by putting the information there, at least you have the opportunity to start building awareness of what the food contains. Is it missing out some key information? Absolutely. And we'll get to that in the cons. But I do think calories are well understood. So if there was any place to start with this, then I do think calories is probably the most appropriate choice. Second pro is that it's going to get you start thinking more about what's in your food. Yes, it begins with calories. And like I said, that is missing a lot of key context. However, you won't probably stop there when it comes to calories. You might think, okay, well, why is there so many calories in this certain food? Or why is there less calories in this food? And you start getting curious. You might start getting inquisitive you might then start to google the foods that you're consuming you're like oh okay it's because of this has this in it oh that's the higher fat portion of this for example like a lot of people will ask me why i have egg white omelets instead of whole egg omelets and they don't actually realize that all the fat almost is in the yolk and all the protein almost is within the white so by me separating the two i'm able to have a higher protein and lower calorie meal so if you now see that on the menu you see that egg white omelet that has 150 calories and then you see the normal omelet that has 400 that might get you starting to think, oh, well, why does that have more calories in it? Then you Google it and then you ask questions and you start to learn more and more. So I think that it could be good in terms of building that awareness, sparking that curiosity and giving you a much better understanding of what's in your food and why the calorie content is the way it is. And number three is that doing something is better than nothing. Is this the best approach? Is this the most bigger picture and long-term thinking approach? Absolutely not. But is it a step in a direction that could be helpful? Absolutely. So I think anything that we can do that isn't, you know, weight loss pills, injections and all this type of stuff. And I've given my thoughts on those in the past as well is good. And I think the key here, and I don't know what long-term plan is, but to try it out for a year, let's see how it works. Does it help people or does it cause more harm than good? And then we can make a well-informed decision of whether we continue with this or try something different. So those are the three pros. Three cons I've got is that it could make life for those of eating disorders even more challenging. I've said it once before and I say it again my heart truly goes out to anyone who's struggling with eating disorders and i have a huge amount of empathy here and it is fair to say that calorie information on restaurants especially if they're trying to get back out there potentially they've had some challenges with going to restaurants in the past and now unfortunately they see the calories on the menu even though they're just trying to choose the food for the sake of improving their relationship with food could be challenging could be triggering so i can definitely see that perspective and that is definitely a con to the situation the second con that i can see is that it doesn't give us enough context. At least when we go into a supermarket, we can see the breakdown of the protein, carbs, fats, and everything that's contained within that given food. But just simply giving us calories doesn't really give us much to work with. I went through on my episode of five people you shouldn't get health and fitness advice from, the fact that when I was in Mexico, there was dark chocolate labeled with excess sugars, excess fats, which could be true depending on their guidelines. However, it misses out the context that dark chocolate can be incredibly good for you and having 20 to 30 grams a 
day, as long as you're not exceeding your fats and your sugars in other areas, could be extremely beneficial. So just in the way that that misses out context, just giving calories also misses context too. Let's say, for example, there's two 350 calorie meals on the menu. Maybe there's one that's 300 and then one that's 350. However, the one that's 350 has 30 grams of protein in it, for example, and the one that has 300 only has five grams of protein and the rest is carbs and fats. Without understanding that, you might think, oh, let me go for the lower calorie option. Let me save those 50 calories. But actually getting the protein in could have been more beneficial for you there. So that is where it misses the context. So I completely understand that perspective too. The third and final con here is one that we run into every single time with any of these interventions, which is that it's missing the bigger picture. None of these things are ever long-term solutions. And yes, obviously we want to do something to gain some quick wins and help ease the stress and the pressure on the NHS or the healthcare system or providers in your country. However, no one is ever asking the question, fundamentally, what is the solution here? How can we start mapping out a 5, 10, 20, 30 year plan to actually reverse this global obesity epidemic? We're not ever looking at the bigger picture. We're not thinking about getting into schools, giving support to low income households so that they can actually give healthy foods to their children, making it easier for young adults to start eating healthier when they go to university and college. No one is looking at these things, the things that are actually going to make the bigger long term difference. And as much as I appreciate appreciate implementing things that are definitely going to solve some problems in the immediate term. The long term is the real problem that we need to fix. And if we don't, then we're going to have to keep applying these short term solutions. And they're just going to be a drop in the ocean, if I'm completely honest. So as you can see, there's arguments for both sides of the equation. I agree with all the pros and I agree with all the cons as well. So if I had to land on something conclusive, I think it's worth trying out, at least for a year. I don't think it should be something that's just set in stone. I think it's something that we should review in the future. However, I do think that it will be helpful, especially if we expand on it. I've been a believer that we should have nutritional information available. Maybe it doesn't have to be on the menus, but I certainly think it should be on the restaurant's website so that when I'm working with my clients and they're going out for a meal, we can get an understanding of the breakdown of the food. But I don't think calories are quite enough. I do think that we need that full breakdown so we get a better understanding of protein, carbs, and fats, because I think that level of information will be a lot more educational and a lot more helpful to everyone. And at the end of the day, what we've got to recognize is that it's been implemented. So we may as well try and make the most of it and just be hopeful that if it doesn't work, it's open for a review and can change in due course. So that's my take on the situation. I'd be keen to hear your thoughts. So drop me a message on Instagram. Let me know what you think. And I'll look forward to hearing from you soon. Take care team. And I'll speak with you all tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.